time we come into a stadium, it's only gonna be us. Y'all need to know that. We come here to fight every week. Let's go, boss. I got that. They shot me in Denver. You who knows? You who It's a throwback Thursday edition of the program. Thanks for being with us. Lots to talk about. The Dove Valley Complex has probably never been fuller for a... You know, I don't know why they didn't have this thing here at um, at the stadium. Maybe only other than the turnaround time to get it ready for... Um, the game on Saturday, which really wouldn't make sense. There's, you know, they got concerts one night and a game the next night type of stuff all the time, to be honest with you. So, um, they'll probably regret that. Um, for, you know, two teams like that, if this was the Cardinals coming to town, it would be no big deal, but this is the Cowboys. This is America's team. So, um, I would stay away from over there, but, um, it's sure going to play out to be interesting as things are just getting going right now. Um, you know, individual drill work, uh, got those guys doing their team stretching. Looks like, um, you know, line dancing a little bit, kind of. Think well, there'll be any fights today? Yeah. Why not? Yeah. You know, probably. Um, there's some guys who are just intense, man. And fights don't mean bad dudes. Fights just mean two intense dudes getting, you know, gnarly with it. There hasn't been... You know, it's another people's, you know, perspective on how this team, how tough this camp has been or the emotion of the team or a lot of different ways to um, define really not a lot of fights at training camp this year. Well, it's because it's because guys aren't going up against each other as much and banging on each other as much. It's different. We keep saying it. It's as different as anything we've ever seen in terms of a training camp. The intensity, the um, the the drill work, the speed um, of which they're you know they're working, and just how they're trying to coach these guys, keep them fresh. These funny padded things on top of the helmets that the players absolutely hate. They don't even want their pitchers taken with these things on. They hate them, and it's just different now. But in five years, the league has changed, and ten years, the league has changed. And, you know, certainly in, in 25 years. So um, what the league has become is, uh, for one, <laughs> Mark Jackson's like a great friend. I, lo- I love Mark Jackson. He's telling me CTE is real. He's forgetting stuff. He ain't right. His head's a little, you know, a little foggy sometimes. And I don't know if he's trying to cash in on a big, um, you know, lawsuit. If so, I got you. I'll tell him you're, you know, I'll, I'll tell him you've been off for years, Mark, whatever it takes. But, um, you know, Mark believes it to be true that Demarius Thomas stuff is the most tragic and heartbreaking of stuff. His his CTE was severe. And I really don't think it takes much, Alex, to, you know, you got to, the analogy of like the car wreck, you know, like a running back who gets 20 touches a game. And who was, you know, tackled to the ground on 12 of those is like getting in 12 car wrecks. You know, a receiver who catches five or six balls in the game and, you know, four or five of those gets tackled to the ground one time, pop hard. You know, that analogy of getting in a car wreck 
I love that analogy. And I mean, I don't love it for the players. I mean, I love it in terms of how I believe it to be true. And again, so say, say you're getting a car crash once a week over a 10 year span. Don't you think that your body and your brain is going to be damaged? Oh, yeah. All that whiplash, your brain's moving around up there. Um, it, yeah, it causes a lot of damage. That a kickoff return too, especially I feel like because it's like that's full speed head on. Man, I don't say you know not the quarterbacks because you know quarterbacks weren't always quarterbacks, and when you're a young quarterback, you will take some you know a a beating. I think it's anybody. I think it's every player. I think if you played in the league, if you think if you made it to the NFL, then you play you know probably been playing football since. You know, your mama had to work two jobs to get you to practice and when you were seven years old, all those years. Middle school. So, you know, try you know, trying to be one of the tough guys, you know, high school, big hits. Uh, you're a great player, guys after you. Make it to college. Imagine all the hits on the head, on the neck, on your you know, your 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 body. Yeah. So it's you know, protecting these guys matters it matters so i i mean to me the product's gonna be great week one of the FN, of the nfl season is gonna g- give us everything we ever wanted we're gonna be like oh it's finally here man do i love this it will not let down it's ne- never you know never it's 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 not gonna happen it's the best game we love it um the even if every team was doing what the broncos are doing once we went out there week one it'll look polished and these guys will they're professionals they're professionals at the highest level so i think what coach hackett is doing might just bring the broncos a little freshness throughout the entirety of a 17 game season hopefully down the stretch of the season and hopefully down the stretch of a playoff season uh playoffs, playoffs? Uh, I I just hope we can win a game. Uh, playoffs? Don't talk about it. playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. Sorry, I'm eating a piece of watermelon, but it's so good. Looks yummy. It is. Um, I'll save you some bites. No. Um. Okay. So where were we? What we're talking about CT or Broncos or Cowboys or what was like the root of it? Where'd we start? So, so we we were talking about all the head injuries, head, all the collisions. Okay, yeah. And it does seem like every player that's recently retired that passes away early, they always give his brain to the institute. And they're always... And it's always damaged, very oh severely God. damaged with CTE. The Junior Seau stuff? Are you kidding me? I mean, like, go to do a little research on that. I mean, one of the greatest players of all time, one of the greatest defensive players of all time. The guy's brain was a mess. And... He wasn't right at all. And he was, man, known for the big smile. Uh, looked, you know, he always looked cool to me. Junior Say always looked cool in his pads to me. Um, yeah, it's tragic. Um, that, that's, oh, well, these guys are making millions and they know what they're getting themselves into. Okay, I guess. Because the coal mine worker guys, you know, make, you know, good money. But their lungs are all blackened and they're going to die in their 40s and 50s. Does that make it okay? No, nah, probably not. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, it's like, can't say, well, then don't play. That That's not right. That's too easy. That's stupid. That's a stupid way to, you know, to try to 
make excuses, I guess, for for what it is. But yeah, I'm I'm good with this. I mean, Tim Patrick, we lost a great player um, in a camp where guys were hardly banging on each other and really doing the most uh, to kind of protect uh, protect each other and, and to you know really just stay fresh and be prepared for week one. That's what they're doing. We have a whole month still. I feel really good about that because I just think that Russell Wilson's a a professional at the most highest of level. I think even more like then I think Tom Brady is wants to be coached. When Tom Brady's on the field, he buys in. He's just another guy. He's a great leader and he'll get those guys fired up and he'll rally guys and he'll bring guys together and they'll do extra work. But he's that like the, you know, at the at the whim of his coach. Okay, it's now Todd Bowles. It was Bruce Arians and and it was Bill Belichick forever. I think Russell Wilson is like once in on the conversations of some of the game planning. I mean, he says he comes in with his own game plans, his own notes for guys, Russell Wilson. You know, for the team, he does his own homework. He's got his own game plan. He's got his own stuff that he delivers to the coaches and to the players. Um, that's pretty unique. That's Peyton Manning type of stuff. I was going to say he's got a lot of Peyton in him. Oh, totally a lot when of they, Peyton when he joined him. on that uh, Manning cast on the Monday Night Football. You could tell they were they had a lot of similarities there. Yeah. So I just it, no one's going to be more prepared than Russell Wilson. So that's where when the Broncos are kind of behind that's where the catch-up is going to be, and that's where the gap is going to be closed. And I also hope this is true for anyone who's like, well, man, you know, I, I mean, I love the comp on Matt Stafford goes to the Rams and they win a Super Bowl one year. Why, why not the Broncos? Why not another first-year quarterback at uh, a new destination? Well, people are going to say, well, the Rams were so much further along than the Broncos. True that. It's true. That is true. But maybe, just maybe, Russell Wilson's a better quarterback than Matt Stafford. And all of that extra work and all of the extra things that Russell Wilson does is going to close that gap and make the Broncos as up to speed and feel as though they've been together now for a couple few years. Right? Breaking news? Breaking news here. The Broncos have a new team president. It is Damani Leach. Welcome to Broncos country. Uh... Who the F is that guy? Do we have the... It's Conor McGregor. It's who the F is that guy? We'll wait for it while you're looking for it. Let me see here. Where'd you find that? Who the f*** is that guy? Uh, actually, we were tipped off by a texter, and then I, I searched it on the uh, the Twitter sphere. So this was already planned, obviously, for quite some time. I got him. Damani Leach. Okay. A highly respected sports executive and innovator with 25 years of experience at both the professional and collegiate levels, Leach joins the Broncos after serving as chief operating officer of NFL International for the last three seasons. Chief operating officer of NFL International. So he's like, uh, he works within the league. He works within the league, this guy. So that's kind of interesting. Uh, he will lead the business operations of the Broncos and the stadium management company, which operates empowerment field at mile high. 
this I'm just speaking out loud here from what I'm reading here. I mean, finish before I give my thoughts. Collaborating with the ownership group and the Broncos executive team, Leach will maintain a presence at both UC Health Training Center and in Powerfield at Mile High. This guy's going to help build the new, the new stadium. This guy's going to be the guy who's going to help put together everything that it takes to get this new stadium done, and he's going to be the business front of the of the team. And so now I believe seeing this and hearing this that he George Payne will not have to answer to this guy because this guy's not a football guy. Damani Leach and George Payton will both answer to to Greg Penner. So again, it looks we, like this guy did play football at Princeton. Okay, but again, see, we were on to we just said it before this happened. This, no, it wasn't going to be Payton. Everyone in town was thinking it was for sure it's going to be paying. Like every other radio show host was sure it was going to be paying. We're like, it's not going to be paying. It's going to be like a business guy. We just said that. Let's go. Uh, he will join George, uh, general manager George Payton, in reporting directly to Penner. Wow. Cool. I mean, that's to be clear there. They made that clear that one is not answering to the other. That's what that, you know, this. Um, press release put out by the Broncos is basically kind of clarifying. Okay, let's see here. Uh, As we sought to identify a dynamic, forward-thinking, and aspiring leader to guide the Broncos into an exciting new chapter, Damani stood out among several very qualified candidates, Penner said. Uh, There was a high degree of interest in this opportunity with the Broncos, which speaks to the reputation of the organization and Damani's strong credentials. A rising executive with the NFL since 2015, Leach spent the previous eight years in leadership positions at the office, at the league office, uh, with a key role in growing the game internationally as well as through business development and strategy initiatives. He joined the NFL after more than 17 years of experience at the NCAA National Office in Indianapolis. Okay. What do we think? I'm for it. Seems like uh seems like a good move. Well, yeah, for sure. I mean, what do we expect? These are a couple of the best and biggest businessmen in the world, Penner and Walton. They're going to bring in a businessman to who knows the NFL, who knows and understands the business of the NFL. Okay, cool. He, this guy won't have a damn say in any kind of football related anything, which was a lot of people's concerns that George Payne was going to have to answer to whoever this new team president may or may not be. But let's go to break. 303-831-1340. The hotline as well as the text line. Frank? Frank. I love Frank. (sighs) Silky chops, bro. Let's go to break. Danny Williams, Alex Becker producing the product. JJ's hanging out. Smile like sports. In the race, that's life. That's life. I tell you, I can't deny it. I thought of quitting, baby. The Smile High Morning Show with Danny Williams. Weekday mornings at 9. 303-831-1340. The hotline as well as the text line. 
Uh, news breaks about 10 minutes ago. The Broncos have a new team president. And it looks like they got a pretty qualified individual in Damari. What's his name again? I'm sorry. Damari Leech. Leech. Damari Leach, Who's been in the NFL office for quite some time and in, you know, uh, the business of collegiate and professional football for over two decades. So, um, Hopefully that's a win for for the Nuggets. I'm sorry for the Nuggets. Um, just looking at the Nuggets logo here for for the Broncos. I'm pretty excited for for what they're doing. The ownership group. We wanted super rich folks who are going to make the Broncos an indestructible force of nature. That's happened. Uh, we got the general manager who is doing everything that it takes to win, and he's showing how. Man, how savvy he is, and his eye for talent, and George Payton, he's just been great. He's killed it. Uh, Coach Hackett seems like the perfect new school, new age quarterback. I'm sorry, head coach, whose dad was a throwback old school coach uh, and a very, very well-respected one as well. So that guy's got everything. And... And then Russell Wilson's going to put the whole thing together because you can have all of that other stuff. Oh man, the most, the richest dudes, the smartest and shrewdest evaluators of talent and some damn good coaches. They can coach them up and they can scheme them. But if you don't have Russell Wilson, you don't have shh poop without Russell Wilson. And without a real quarterback, you, you don't matter. And it doesn't matter. So, what I'm kind of thinking is along the process here, there had to have been at some point the notion if, of trading for Russell Wilson that was ran by the Waltons and why this timeline of events of the succession plan and when they would take the team over really couldn't happen until yesterday. That trade that went down all those few months ago here now could have really only happened at that point, too. So maybe, just maybe, the first great move that the Waltons made or on the Waltons' watch was the trade of Russell Wilson, that they had the green light to do that, to do that. know that it would take up assets, know that it would uh, maybe they'd take a little heat for it, and knowing that they're going to have to pay the guy a lot, a lot of money in a very near future. That's interesting. Do you think Russell Wilson came here knowing the Waltons would, would take over and that was part of his reasoning for coming to Denver? Yes. Even if it's a 5% reason, if you're, he had to want, he had to ask out. And if you're going to ask out and leave something that's basically been your everything and a place that's given you everything, you better be pretty damn sure about what you're going to and what you're walking into. So I'm sure he wanted to know exactly what was going to happen. I'm sure he wanted to um, have an idea. And even if he didn't talk to these people face-to-face -face directly on the phone in any way, shape, or form, he did his research. He uh, did his due diligence. And he had to make a business decision for himself. And he did it, aligning himself with maybe the two greatest businessmen ever. You know, two of the greatest business dudes ever. The whole thing had to come together and fit just, you know, just right. 
Coach Hackett to, yeah, I mean, George Payton, man, gets so much credit. George Payton gets a lot, a lot of credit. And maybe Joe Ellis on his way out. Give them some credit. I mean, for real. The Waltons didn't have anything to do with George Payton's hiring. That was um, Joe Ellis and maybe even, you know, John Elway, who George Payton replaced. Maybe John Elway had a little bit of, you know, this guy here, like this guy here um, type of say. But while Joe Ellis has made several kind of blunders in the past, including the hiring of Josh McDaniels. That was on Joe Ellis's watch. Famously, Joe, uh, Josh McDaniels comes in with the PowerPoint and sweeps them off their feet. And um, the rest is history. Well, maybe all these years later, you know, he finds a way to bring in George Payton, who's going to bring this team lots of success, potentially for a very long time. Right? Maybe? I think so. It's, it's definitely going in that direction. Pay every, seems like every move Payton's made has been the correct one. Wow. Okay. Uh, 303-831-1340 is the hotline as well as the text line. Let's go out to it right now and get our guy. He's been waiting forever. I'm sorry about it. Uh, Singer-songwriter Chuck Nasty. Hey, Chuck. Hi, Danny. What's going on? You sorry. Can take, you can take a breath once in a while. I'm sorry, buddy. Uh, hey, you're excited. It's the Dallas Cowboys. Remember last year? That was the best game of the year, the Broncos and the Cowboys. We waxed we, their asses. We were up 30 good fifth, and they made a little comeback, but we waxed their asses. Thank you. Hey, Danny. Yeah. Does it mean that I'm like on a billionth of a percent of the Broncos? Because everything I own, I bought at Walmart. Oh, interesting. We spend a lot of money, my family, like not just at Walmart, but at Kings and at Target too. But like, well, yeah, but they don't own a football team. No, you're right. No, they do Target Field. They own the Target. Uh, they own a team. Do they own the? What do they own? I don't know. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, shoot, I wouldn't go in there demanding stuff. You know who I am? Singer songwriter. Yeah, no, nah, we don't play. We're not gonna play that. I was just like, you know, I, I'm I'm invested. Yeah, I got hit with a line drive at practice yesterday, right in like the leg shin right here. Look, Alex, right like here. It's like Did JJ oh, get it? Man. No, it was the boy Eli, a lefty. And he just oh, hit it okay. hard right up the middle. Never been hurt like that before. I thought it broke. He broke my leg. It hurts. It's like hurting. It's it's it hurts. They're getting bigger. I'm getting, like, scared to pitch against these guys now. Hey, you know, Danny, often people, like I was saying, they were like, oh, he's Russell Wilson, is, he's a fake, and he's corny, and all that crap. Those people are the same people who are like, get off my lawn, you know? Yeah. Because they're like, they never had any fun. They weren't invited to any parties, and they're just miserable and boring old biddies. I mean, come on. If the guy wins games, we don't care if he dresses like Madonna. You know, he, him and Sierra could share their wardrobe. If he wins games, we don't care. Do you care? No, I don't care. Hell no. Hell but, no. I mean, those people are just jealous because they want, they they got passed by or whatever. I don't know what's the problem. No, they're just is. jelly. Thank you. All and right, so, Chuck, what else? Uh, 
you know, I just think that uh, me and Keith are going to be coming down there in the week, next week or week after. Okay. He keeps bugging me. Let's and he says, we got to take you guys some burritos. Let's get crunk. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Okay. But no, we're going to have, Broncos going to have a hell of a serious yeah, season sure. this yeah, year. I, I like, I like just maybe losing in the championship game. Well, I'm, like a yeah. thir- 13 and 5 or whatever it is. I, I do bath as good as Bert. Yeah. Got to get you guys a little calculator, one like a solar powered one, you know? Right. Yeah. There you go. All right, Chuck, we got to go. That's great stuff. It's good to hear from you. Hey, man, uh, you guys are doing a hell of a job. Thanks, Keep buddy. up good. Alex, another new helper, huh, Danny? Yeah. Well, that's the way life is in the world of professional show business. You got that job? Chuck Nasty says, who's your helper there? Is it Ryan? Well, what's the name of the drop? It's either under Chuck Nasty, who's your helper? Um, we'll play. <laughs> who's your helper there, Danny? Is that Ryan? See? Hey, we got to go, Chuck. Good stuff. Peace out. Bye. I got to give a shout out to Coyote Motorsports. These guys are the institution that they're like the first, but they're like still the best. Go down there. You walk in. It's like, man, it's so cool. You just walk around forever, sitting on ATVs, dreaming of what you're going to do on that bad boy. Looking at these Harleys. You know, dreaming of the wind, you know, blowing through my receding hairline. Uh, These. These. um, Ziggy scooters they have. I want, I'm getting one. I want one. I'm getting one. These things are so cool. I mean, their relationship with Yamaha goes back forever. You want something, uh, you work hard, you deserve something, go check these guys out and ask for Brian Rootman. He's the owner. Go ask for Shannon. He's the one doing doing that thing. Also, if you're, you know, you got a bike to sell. We had a, a guy you know go sell a bike to those guys not that long ago. I don't know if he can sign it or sold it to them, but... Um, you know, they sold it, took care of the guy, the whole thing. I mean, that's the, they'll totally work with you and they'll service your stuff too. So coyote motorsports, go check those guys out. They're the best. Let's go to break. Danny Williams, Alex Becker back on their side of smiling sports. I traced the cord back to the wall. No wonder it was never plugged in at all. I took my time. I hurried up. Come on, come on. The Smile High Morning Show with Danny Williams. Weekday mornings at 9. Nelly? Yeah, why not? Sure. Jagged Edge and Nelly. Okay, 303-831-1340. The hotline as well as the text line. It's 10.34 a.m. in the Mile High City. Thanks for being with us. couple segments left. Before we get out of here, just saw... Coach uh, Mike McCarthy uh, praising Russell Wilson, saying uh, you're never out of a game when Russell Wilson's your quarterback. And uh, that's kind of cool. Um, you know, we we don't we don't know what we have here. We really do not know what we have here in this guy. But we're going to find out pretty quick here. You know, it's about to go down. We're fixing to find out. Right. Fixing to find out. Absolutely. Yeah. So, okay. Um, a little bit on 
What do you think about Tua? Uh, I think, man, I was I was really high on him coming out of the draft, but I just don't think he has the ability to stay healthy and the arm strength to be a, a franchise quarterback. I think he's okay. I not, don't either. Not not spectacular. I, I want to like Tua because everybody else is just crushing the guy. But, you know, if you go on Twitter, there's this one throw, like a throw in the dirt he had yesterday. And, like, every media guy in the country just has some kind of joke on him and just cracking him. I kind of want it for Tua, to be honest with you. But he's lefty. That never looks or feels right. You know what I mean? Uh, oh, I just saw the throw you're talking yeah. about. It's Tebow-esque from that it one is. training camp. I mean, you know, you can't see everything. You just see, like, a, a receiver in a corner kind of come off the left side of the pitcher, and you don't know really what happened in the play. It might have been... A bad throw. It might have been something that uh, maybe some miscommunication, whatever. But I, you know, I'm, he's one guy who is going to be more scrutinized than anybody in the entire league this season. I think Jerry Judy's on that list as well. Give me some other guys who it's like make or break. Highly scrutinized guys in the league who it's going to be about. You know, making or breaking, you know, for the season. Can you think of any other guys like that? Ooh, Cousins, maybe a little bit, just to no, prove himself finally one. one more time. Perhaps, again, Cousins, he's like never really proved. Yeah. yeah, you're right. I think Kyler. That's a good I one. I think That's Kyler's a really, a really good one. Good one. Uh, let me keep thinking here. Uh, guys like Amari Cooper, Baker Mayfield. They just traded for Amari in Cleveland. Obviously, Deshaun Watson, but I don't know how much he's going to actually have a chance to play. But again, you know, Jerry Judy's definitely on that list, man. Totally. And half the guys in this list are going to be able to perform and re- have some redemption, move forward with their career, break out. But you know, half these other guys who we're kind of talking about are going to are going to fail and and fold. So, um, you guys can maybe help us with some of those. And uh, give me a couple texts. Give me two or three good texts from some of our guys. Okay, this one's from Shadow Stevens. Ooh, uh, ledge. Over, under for KJ Hamler playing in games this year? Um, The number would be 10. I think the Vegas number on games played by Hamler would be 10. He's not ready to go by the start of the regular season, I don't think. Probably comes back around... Three, four, five, sometime around week three or four or five. You know, you heard Coach Hackett say, he said this, you know, as I heard from an old coach or my dad once said or whoever, once you guy get a guy who's 100% healthy, then give him even more time. Give him some more time. So if that's his philosophy, then um, I don't expect him to try to force KJ Hamler back onto the field for week one. I don't think it's necessary, actually. But if he comes back around week four or week five, Gives us an added weapon for the home stretch, almost like we traded for, you know, a, a, a high end piece uh, without giving anything up in the middle of the season. By, by then, when we're maybe potentially rolling, or maybe by then when we might need KJ Hamler to stretch the field a little bit and bring us a little different, a bit of a different dynamic. So, nine games. I mean, how many games do you think KJ Hamler plays this season? I think it's in double digits. I would say, I'm going to say. 14. Is that including the playoffs? Oh, man. Um, that, I was just thinking regular okay, season. Okay, well, then just say it. Let's leave it like that, then. 
Do you okay. think he plays like most of the regular season? I think he does. I'd say about 10 games. So 10, 11 games. Man, I mean, they're not going to the, be in a rush. That's a pretty big injury. And like while he's out, he's out here. He's out there doing work. It's non-contact. It's he has not looked great. He um, you're hearing him, you know, say that when he's running and you know, running on it and moving. That he feels good. It's when he's walking and he's, you know, that you're still feeling just like not right. So it took Cortland Sutton a while to come back from his ACL. Well, I would use that like. as the comp because KJ Hamler is going to come back this year and be like, oh, he ain't that good or he's not the same anymore or any of that kind of stuff. But the following season is when KJ Hamler will have a chance to be great again. Just kind of how it works, I think, in my mind. Um, this one's here from NDC Danny. Okay. Uh, he said, would love to see two preseason games and let's go. How much money does the NFL really lose with two or three less preseason games? He's saying two instead of three. He, he wants to see yeah, two preseason games. I'm down for that too. And uh, cause they're talking about adding an 18th regular season game, mm-hmm. right? I would rather see, yeah, one less preseason, it, one more regular you, I mean, season. You can add an 18th regular season game. You just have to have two buys. You have to have two buys in a season and, you know, strategically kind of place them to make it like where maybe everybody has a week off or just kind of do it the way they do it. And uh, so the NFL doesn't skip a beat for a weekend. But, yeah, you know, you give guys a whole extra week off. That's something to kind of talk about. It's another, you know, it's an extra game check. Um, The players will go for that because there'll be more money for them. Okay, so that's, you know, 18 games, probably enough. I don't think I need 20. You know, I don't know if we're going to oh in 10 years from now get. 20 NFL games. I don't know if I we need that. I don't think that's necessary. I think 18 games is just right. I mean, they used to play 14 back in the day, even less. That's probably not quite enough. 16 felt just right because that's the way we had it for so long. 17 doesn't feel right, especially when you got guys like our listeners who can't do simple math. And uh, 18 might work. You get two buys. You have two preseason games. Um, yeah. It needs to be an even number, I feel like, too. Yeah, 17 doesn't make sense at all. No. Okay, let's set up a break. Uh, Come back for one final segment worth of show. Try to... Try to get an idea of what's going on with the Cowboys and the Broncos, what they have planned. Try to stay healthy today. I mean, if there's one thing we're trying to get out of today's practice, it's even if they we get, get our asses waxed today. And, you know, they're a little bit more physical, a little more ahead of us. We come out healthy. We can't afford another big time injury. No team can, but um, maybe especially a team like the Broncos, who, as they're trying to make their way back, needs all hands on deck as we're still not certain about the depth of the team. And, um, you know, they're good. There's better teams than the Broncos. It's probably about four or five, six better teams than the Broncos. Can the Broncos find a way, close that gap, get hot at the right time, have some guys develop? Sure, all that's possible, but it's only a based around Russell Wilson's, you know, being a, being the quarterback, you know, his success. So let's go to break. We'll come back and talk about it. Uh, sharpest Rides. Shout these guys out. You need a new vehicle. And make Sharpest Rides a very, very high on your priority list of, uh, where you're going to stop and walk around their lot. You could do it forever. There's zero pressure. Uh, they're not going to, you know, they're not going to have a guy follow you around the whole lot. If you want to go look around, you just say, hey, I'm here to look around. Okay, let me know if you need any help. 
That's the kind of guys they are. It's the kind of guys you want. You don't want to feel any pressure when you're trying to make a really hard decision. And they understand that they don't they don't play that kind of game. They don't have to. <laughs> the you know the used car game is a hot game right now. You need a vehicle. Um, you did your homework. You'll go to the lot and you'll see some value there very quickly, and you'll see what a good job they do. So the sharpest rides. Go check those guys out. TheSharpestRides.com. Danny Williams, Alex Becker's in with me. It's Smiley Sports. No, you can't do it like me, though. So don't do it like me, folks. I seen you try to do it like me. Man, that damn was ugly. Yeah, Spider Man and Freezing full of fact. Uh-huh. Ready, wrong? I'm ready. You ready, dude? I'm ready, Slick. Are you? Oh, yeah. Take it down. Girl, I must warn you. The Smile High Morning Show with Danny Williams. Weekday mornings at 9. Yo. Final segment of a throwback Thursday edition of the program. 303-831-1340. The hotline as well as the text line. JJ's got the headphones on. He's not scared anymore. Say hi, JJ, on the radio here. Hold on, Alex. going to turn you on. Try it again. Hi. How are you? Good. You got to talk in the microphone. We can't eat oranges and talk on the radio at the same time. Why do you eat watermelon? Because I'm a professional. Mind your own business. I have a CDL. can do whatever I want to do. So, are you excited about going to California? Yeah. Well, you got to talk in the microphone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, what do you want to do when we're there? I want to go to the Angels. You just want to go to the Angels game? And the beach. And the beach? Uh-huh. You don't want to go to Disney? No. Really? I'm not getting wet at the thing. At the Disney. You what? I'm not getting wet at Disney. Splash Mountain? Is it Splash Mountain? Or the log? Yeah, it is. that's Splash Mountain. Okay. And then Space Mountain's the indoor one. So what happened? We went last year. <laughs> For one, they wouldn't let us leave our bag, our backpack. They made us take it on the ride with us. Okay, so I had to like tuck down and all that, right? And I was in the very front and JG was in the back. So I'm like, I didn't remember it being this wet. I remember being a little bit wet. So we go, there's a couple little, there's like some mild little drops. And we got a tiny little bit wet, a little bit wet. And it was kind of cold and JJ wasn't expecting it. And he was like, you know, I don't know what JJ, he's like, we're scared of rides kind of. I, you know, I guess any kind of kid is a little bit. But so then there's that last one. I'm sitting right in the front. We got completely head to toe drenched i had stuff i was not trying to get wet in my bag which i kind of barely protected but like our socks and shoes and all that were soaked we were our, we were done it was the middle of the day and all these ladies had to sit in the back and they didn't even get a drop wet <laughs> we just got suckered man so you danny who were in the front took i was the in the very front i did and, and jj too and jj was like crying because he was wet and cold and like wasn't expecting it i wasn't either i was like <sighs> but it was so we had to leave. We went back to the hotel. We walked to the hotel close and we changed. <laughs> Actually, Jay-Z talked me into going to the pool somehow. And then we went back. I mean, you got to go back like to get your money's worth. So we went back in the evening and then rode some rides and did all the, you know, a couple more rides and partied and you saw the fireworks, you know, and then that's it. So, but he's saying he doesn't want to, his sisters want to go to Disneyland for sure. How are we going to pull that off? Oh. I think you're going, bro. We're going. Well, should we go to California Adventure? The other side? No. You're scared of rides. No, that side isn't that fun. Who told you that? Me. 
I know. Ugh. That side is fun. That side I is. Like the, yeah. I prefer that side. Well, I, prefer, I think so too. JJ's like, I can't remember it. And then like someone told him, there's like, again, it's like all the Disney stuff yeah. on the Disney side. The California Adventure side is still Disney stuff, lots, but it's, it's just different, but fun. So we'll see what's up. I don't know. We're going to try to go have fun. What do you got? Any tips for us? California tips? Ooh. Uh, so you're staying in Orange County? Sounds yeah. like. Yeah. Ah. Uh, I mean, that's pretty much it right there. Uh, Universal Studios in LA. If you yeah. haven't been there, I think JJ would like that. Yeah, Universal's pretty cool. And it's a lot cheaper than Disney. It's still expensive, but like, it's cool because it's, it's still like Transformers and Shrek and a lot of other stuff I can't really think of. But uh, yeah. All right. Um, we have about five minutes left worth of show. Anything that we left on the cutting room floor? thought we did a pretty good job today i you know wanted to come off of maybe how hard i was on the owners yesterday but that was like a first you know a first impression they were better yesterday they were pretty polished and then our two lady owners in melody hobson and dr condoleezza rice hit it out of the park they were great uh you could see that you know what really good additions they were to this ownership group when the ownership group didn't have to do that, didn't have to do this kind of stuff. So for them to have, I don't know what relationships they had and I don't know why these two ladies and I don't know why Lewis Hamilton, I'm not really sure, you know, what, you know, I'd like to know more about him. I'm sure over time we'll figure out how that kind of worked itself out because for one, Lewis Hamilton and Russell Wilson have a great relationship and it, you know, there, there's a tie right there, but you know, a tie into Russell helping get into ownership. I don't know about all that, but maybe, maybe not. So, but Melody Hobson said yesterday, she has a relationship with him too. So, um, it sounded like they're not going to be adding any more of these owners. You know, if they do, we'll see. It's not be for financial, you know, um, for, you know, because of financial reasons before to have another, you know, big name, really smart person, as a part of your team and your group. Um, yeah. So, um, Andrew, can Andrew hear me? Yes. Can he come to the microphone really quick? Do you think? You wanna... Hey buddy. Hi. <laughs> JJ last night goes, um, Aaron Otto had that night and he hits that home run out and JJ goes, eh, he deserved it. <laughs> I just thought it was kind of funny. He had a night last night. Oh, he had a night, and so did uh, Albert. Yeah, the goat of goats himself, Albert yeah. Pools. Aaron Otto's hitting like three hundred four and has about twenty three or twenty four home runs. He's quite, getting... yeah, quite. He got off to a white hot start, got into a cold funk. Yeah, and then quietly he's he's uh, turned the gas back up. Yeah, he's. I mean, it's all star caliber numbers, elite kind of level play. Probably if it wasn't for Paul Goldschmidt, how good has Goldschmidt been this year? All right, now if you were to. If I were to put my, if I if you give me a thousand dollars to bet on the NL MVP, well, like you hit unbiasedly. I'm going Paul Goldschmidt. You hit on the MVP in the National League last year. I, I so yeah, that's I did. why when you say these things like this, I take I take note. You you definitely should also throw money on Sandy Alcantara to win the National League side. <sighs> really? Is it yeah. done? It's more or less done. How's he going to win it? Playing San, for that kind of team. San, uh, the the Cy Young is never. You're right. The you know, team effect really no, never for takes sure. it to a guy uh, for a guy who's going to pitch one at one every five days. What's the number up for him to win this Cy? Let me look. I got it a couple weeks ago. Uh, so remember when uh, that one fan book or that one sports book gave that three hundred dollar free bet? Yeah, I threw it on Sandy. 
You're smart. And it's I'm gonna I'm gonna get like 189 back. So it's not great odds. Yeah. But it's not minus 200 or low or lower than that. It's a, almost a lock right now. It, I, yeah. And we're almost to the point of the season where he can get like hurt next week, and his numbers still might hold up. You know what they I mean? They might. Yeah. yeah. The only guy really in contention is Patch or not, Patch Corbin. Corbin Burns. Has Scherzer missed too many games to? Yeah. He missed like two months. Yeah. That's that's too much. To, yeah. When you have other guys, even if are, he gets to like thirteen and two or something like that, you miss too much time to uh, yeah. when other guys are towing the rubber every day without missing any games at all. Uh, we're gonna go to the Angels this weekend, JJ and I. Hopefully Shohei's playing. Me too. Because I know it's kind of the only. I know it's, it's not nice stadium. From it what is. I've seen. Should have a good time. Yeah. All right. Uh, thanks, buddy. Appreciate yeah. it. Have a good show with Danilo. Thank you. Or yeah. he's not. He's off today. Oh. He's doing stuff at Broncos camp. Ah. What are you doing? Just gonna chill? I'm just. Yeah. Hopefully Nate finds something for me to do. <laughs> if you want to take a little nap and doze off, I'll. I might. But the gill might just come up and be like, Andrew. <laughs> You got Wayne Hagen. Andrew's movie day. <laughs> uh, okay. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate really? it. Andrew's one of our best baseball guys. He's he's our best baseball guy. It's actually really not close. Uh, Alex is a really good baseball guy, too. You guys pretty good little duo. You guys do a good job with your stuff. Oh, the Walk Off Walk podcast? Yeah. Oh, appreciate it. Yeah. You guys are our two best baseball guys. It's not even close at all. I mean, Gil might know 100 years worth of baseball, and Eric, you might have used to work for the Cubs 50 years ago, but he, he don't know the game like you guys do, so... Um, that's it. That's the whole show. We'll be back tomorrow for a football Friday. We're going to make it a big one. Um, it's been a huge week in Broncos country in, in, you know, for the history of this franchise as they move forward into a new era of um, era. yeah, uh, of football. I'm excited about it. I think they have the right owners. I think we got the right general manager. I think we have the right coach. And I wouldn't trade Russell Wilson for anybody other than four other guys. <laughs> right? we Top five quarterback. Yes, no doubt about it. Alex, good job. I appreciate you. JJ, good job. Um, you, I need you to say goodnight, Sheila, when I tell you. Okay, not yet. We appreciate you guys, and we love you guys. Good night, Sheila. Good night. Good night. Thank you, Sheila. Bye, Terry. Bye, Sheila. I'll never forget tonight. Bye, Terry. All right, Alan, whatever. Go inside. Bye, Sheila. Bye. See, you, see you, Terry. Bye, Sheila. I don't know if you heard me. Bye, Terry. Bye, Sheila. Snap back, see my cut through the holes. Damn, easy and ho. Where the hell you been? Niggas talking real reckless. Stuck, man. I adopted these niggas. Put them drumming them. Now I'm about